Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. Streaming, uh, of course, at WMNHradio.org. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And, of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Friday, March 11, 2022. John Hopwood is here as well at the news desk. Hello, Matt. Hello. And we have a call right out of the gate. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, this is Gracie Gatto. Gracie, how are you? I'm doing okay, except for the succession bill. Did you hear about that? No. Okay, oh so uh, apparently New Hampshire is trying to succeed from the United States. Yeah, Car- Carla Garricky's group, New Hampshire Independence, uh, uh, Dave Ridley's part of. Oh, yes. They yes. had the vote. Was it yesterday, uh, Gracie? It was yesterday. And get this, I'm putting them on blast. Herschel Nunez from Hudson Pelham. And Jordan Alry voted for it, even though they were absent. And one Manchester state rep. I guess we have well over 30. Uh, uh, people outside of the United, uh, the United States, outside of New Hampshire don't realize we have a 400-person legislature. And right. Matt and I actually have four state reps, although some places you only have three in New Hampshire and some you have five, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> but this isn't, we pick your president. Yay. So I just wanted... <laughs> To start the dialogue about these traitors who are within New Hampshire, yeah, and we pick your president, <laughs> I think this should be big news. I mean, these are traitors to our country. It and is, what are um... they thinking as far as, um, okay, if we succeed from the United States, then we're bitching about gas prices now. What is um? <laughs> you know what, I'm saying? what would they be? <laughs> it is always kind of funny to be? me. What's, if we become our own little independent uh, country, um, it, what's going to happen then with um, water? 
gaff, electric. Um, well, it, it's always been kind of funny to me, uh, Gracie, that uh, some of the people who uh, will wrap themselves in the flag and uh, try to project a certain uh, level of patriotism are also often people who love the country so much they can't wait to leave it and become a separate thing. It's uh, a little bit baffling. Oh, Matt. <laughs> oh, and they love, they love to say go back to Massachusetts. You know I'm from L.A. Right. But I've been hearing that a lot from this group. And uh, it's not that simple. It's like, okay, so um, what is the big plan for the succession? Let's just say this let's, hypothetically if it happens. What now? Do they no they way. will there get no mission statement there. We, what are we? One point three million people out of like three hundred fifty million. That means we get a proportional amount of nuclear weapons. Oh, that's exciting. Now that we can use on Maine. Right. Because back in 1975, when Governor Meldrin Thompson, who was uh, a right wing nut, uh, who would be mainstream, not, would be a, would be a moderate in the Republican Party or even a liberal. <laughs> he wanted the National Guard to get nuclear weapons. And at the time, we were uh, uh, in a big fight over lobster beds with uh, the state of Maine. So, yeah. You know, that could have that gone nuclear, Matt. I, I don't know. I think it sounds uh, kind of fun. What do you think, Gracie? You don't think we should get to have our own nukes? In, in the free state of uh, well, New Hampshire? <laughs> let, let's just say Russia, Russia just decides to hit us. Then what? Well, see, then we would have... I don't know if Russia knows where we are. We could, uh, it could be New Hampshire no, versus uh, Russia. We could have a nuclear, we could have our very own nuclear war with Russia. They could blame us for, uh, well, we didn't, we didn't elect Joe Biden. It was that democratic, that in democratic process that sees somebody popular like Bernie Sanders, who speaks to the people, somehow get derailed uh, twice uh, in a row, huh? Yes. <laughs> Our lovely democracy. Well, the, the good news, Gracie, is this isn't going anywhere realistically. I mean, it's never going to actually happen. But you know, Matt, we're having an election here in a city we don't mention. And the Manchester state rep who voted for secession was out knocking on doors with a candidate we can't mention, you know, for mm -hmm. a local post we won't mention. Because then we'd really get a lot of nuclear flux. Yes, yes. <laughs> We can't talk I about know, local right? stuff, Gracie, or we'd be lynched. Now, Gracie, you're you're originally from California, correct? Correct, yeah. Because I've always read that of any state in the country, if a state were to secede uh, from the United States, the state best positioned to do so because of the economy there would be California. California has everything it needs, at least in contrast with uh, the other 49 states and territories. California has everything it needs to actually be successful uh, as its uh, its own uh, economy and, and sovereign state. Not that it would ever actually happen. Why, why do you say that? Well, The Economist talked about it about 20 years ago. Yeah. There was talk about California, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia. You know, it would oh. be a viable okay, thing. But it was let's, just say, let's say my home state of California, we have the tech sector, we have Silicon Valley, we yeah. have um, agriculture, we have um, you know the dairy industry. We, we, I mean that. I say we because I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm a real New Hampshireite because I'm still displaced due to family court. So California you know, has everything but water. Well, so I'm worth the labor. I'm making the best of it. I'm making the best of it. Yes, yes. Um, but when I say we, I'm still saying Californians. Um, they can 
they they can succeed, but I don't I don't think they're 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 it's it's they know for a fact it won't work. Yeah, and I, I, you, you so never we know. We don't have enough exports here in the state to. Um, oh, we're talking about New Hampshire. Be able to, yeah. yeah, New Hampshire. Um, you know, we we don't have export. Actually, we do have the number one export of people. Yeah. <laughs> Educated people who actually you know have balls, but um, for the most, I don't see this now. And uh, yeah, we are in a dysfunctional marriage as far as you know, um, United States. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on in the Democratic camp that I don't agree with, and you know, and on the red side too. So I um, I'm at a total loss as hey, far as Gracie. Do you think an independent state, the free state of New Hampshire, would would enact the bottle bill? We're the only state in this whole area, you know. Vermont said one since 1973, where you take what your cans or, or bottles in, and you know you get your deposit. Oh, that sounds like a government program to me. That would be socialism. So John the free Hotwood. state of New Hampshire <laughs> will not, or whatever they're going to call it, uh, certainly not. Will not have. Well, uh, recycling program. We'll have no recycling. We'll have no uh, regulation oh. of bottles. Uh, you won't even be required to. You won't even be required to put anything into a, a plastic container if you don't want to. Gracie, you might uh, benefit from this free state of New Hampshire. You could walk into the court with a tactical nuke. You know that mm. probably be allowed. You know. There say, you go. Hey, <laughs> that'd be a real negotiating point. I'm not that violent. Believe it or not, I'm not a violent person. I mean, oh. it's hard to admit, but it's true. Um, Nuke, the nuke I does just the talking. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly G.I. Jane, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think you can do that now anyway, though. You just claim... Take a you, nuke? Well, you just claim you're a sovereign citizen, and I think you can walk into court with a nuke, and you just say, I'm a sovereign citizen. The laws don't apply to me. I refuse to recognize your laws, be they the laws of New Hampshire or the United States, mm. or international well, law, have, for that matter. Mm. I have friends at KTLA Channel 5 back home in L.A., who are texting me, asking me when I'm coming home and what the hell's going on out there with the succession? Well, unfortunately, only 18 people voted for it. I mean, you remember, uh, we used to have propositions in California to split state in two. I used to always vote for it. Really? Yeah. I, I was from uh, the Bay Area. We didn't want L.A. and Orange <laughs> County. Well, see, see, once you get into California, Matt, then you have the, um, the northern snobs, uh-huh. which yeah. are the San Franciscans against L.A. people, and then L.A. people against the San Francisco snobbery, you know. It's like Boston and, then and New York. once you get into L.A. proper, you got the Orange County people versus the L.A. County people. Yeah. So there's further division. Then there's San saying? Diego. Hmm. <laughs> then there's oh, San, San Diego. Diego just, they hate everybody, yeah. <laughs> I do recall it might have been might have been uh, seven or eight years ago or might have been a decade ago. I lose track. But there was somebody who came up with a plan, a, a guy who was a, a big deal. I think he was a billionaire or something, but he came up with a plan yeah. to actually split California, I think, into five, five different states. Yeah, Because there really are like five areas. Yeah, they want to make a. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That comes around every 20 years or so. OK. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, it would make more sense if California had, like, 400 reps. You know what I'm saying? Right. They only have 80. But we um, don't. It would make more sense if California had 10 senators, U.S. senators, because there's, there's 40 million people. But getting back to mm. New Hampshire, what the hell? 400 seats in the state legislature? Like, like, and only two parties. You can fit um, New Hampshire into what, like— that's like a that's like LA County alone, the state of New Hampshire. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, New Hampshire has what is it? The third or fourth largest democratically elected body in the uh, legislative body in the uh, world, right, John? No, you're talking about. I think it's. I did a thing. It's uh, in the entire world. Well, well, uh, the ones that outrank it in the English-speaking world, if you consider India, yeah. If it's India, it's like fourth or fifth. Okay. Yeah, but of course, those parliaments actually work. Well, having such a large legislature, that will come in handy, I think, if we do become uh, the free state of New Hampshire, if we become our own country, you know, because to have a small legislature in a in a, a separate, uh, completely uh, autonomous uh, country would, I think, uh, cause us to lack credibility as our own nation. There's a lot of sense to that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do you think they'd get paid? Finally, ah uh, no, that, no, that would be uh, that would be socialism <laughs> to uh, pay them. You, you realize in Ukraine, the all the how dare U- you? The Ukrainian oligarchs, like the one who fa- uh, fa- funds that anti-Semitic militia in eastern uh, Ukraine, they're the, they're just the governors of the territories. You know, if you're a billionaire, you're an oligarch. They just make you a governor there. Oh, yeah, hmm. yeah. well, maybe we could adopt that system here when we're our own country. We only have one billionaire, though, Dean Kamen. Uh, Dean Kamen can be our... Uh, Governor? Uh, well, we'd, uh, well, no, it wouldn't be... He'd be the uh, president because we'd be our own country. Oh, the, the, or, the, or prime minister. I thought Carla Garricky going to be the uh, president. <laughs> well, I missed you guys. <laughs> she'll be the... I've, been so busy. I've yeah. been so busy with the film. I, I really miss hanging out at the studio. I'm going to try to make it a point to uh, stop by pretty soon. Yeah, sure. well, you're always I... welcome. Yeah, we're you know we're pretty caught up with uh, chasing some stories, and this happened, and it's mind blowing. It really is. Um, <laughs> Welcome to New Hampshire. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird place. I found when I got to California, there was a lot of New Hampshire in California because people are weird there. <laughs> I think people are strange everywhere. Yeah, but there's people are strange everywhere. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, California's yeah. like to go their own way. They're not as regimented as in other states. New yep. York people, New Yorkers and Massachusetts, more uptight. I yeah. love New York. I love New York. City. It, it's, it's, it's got its own vibe, you know, and it's um, it's not, you know. <laughs> and I don't want to sound like a hater. You know, like I got into a little bit of a spat with Black Lives Matter. Over what? They want to be their own nation too? No, no, no. Because um, like I South had, Africa? They... Like they were, you know, going off and talking about, you know, okay, I'm on board with like 90% of what they have to say. However, um, when I asked them a simple question, where were you when I needed you? Being a colored person, uh, colored as in person of color. Yeah. They basically told me I wasn't dark enough to help. Well, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a whole show and itself. Just, <laughs> and, you know, like. It kind of leaves me without a community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like, and this let's... is why I don't feel at home here. Is because you know the people that are supposed to um, make me feel welcome. Oh, hey, you're Hispanic. I'm Hispanic. You know, camaraderie. Come on, you know, whatever. And I don't have any of that camaraderie. Oh, and can we talk some crap about? Okay, do you remember? Um, you know, unfortunate, the unfortunate passing of Randy Cushing. Who is... Oh, well, yeah, he's passed. Passed. Uh, refresh my memory I'm... on who that is. I know the name, but okay. Uh... okay. Rennie Cushing was a uh, part of the Clamshell Alliance. Uh, oh, he was the Democratic the minor- the minority leader. Yeah, he's a Democrat. Gotcha. Minority leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I love him near and dear. He's off. He's an awesome guy. And actually, he was going to um, give me some stuff for you know we were talking about um, 
getting him part of the film, get, you know, getting an interview and whatnot. But unfortunately, he, he had been really sick, and mm. you know, he finally just you know, he passed cancer. on. You know, mm. bless him. And he had a you know battle with prostate cancer. So yeah. unfortunate, it's an unfortunate thing, and it just sucks. And he was a really great guy. However, <laughs> um, the second he passes on, the state reps start putting selfies on Twitter and Facebook, using him as a prop, and he. He oh. just died. Yeah. To further their own political careers. It's disgusting. Yeah. You see that a like, lot in politics. We need to dialogue about that. We need to dialogue about that. Like, like there's certain things that are, you, you just don't do. It's like, okay, well, look at myself. selfie was ready Cushing. And it's basically like propping a dead man up for your own selfish political game. Gracie, what's the world's oldest profession? Prostitution. So the second oldest Prostitution. Pro- profession was uh, the pimp. And that it be evolved into the politician. So, you know, there you it's go. So, <laughs> it's so distasteful. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, pimps are Jesus, distasteful. The, guy, the guy's grave isn't even cold yet, for God's sake. And it's uh, selfies, really? To use a term uh, uh, that the young people say, it's uh, chasing clout or uh, clout chasing. They do say that? The young oh. people say that. This is why we need to do we just need to just cut the state house. I mean, get rid of the Jordan Alries, the Herschel Nunez's of you know. I think we should. They're have a... disgusting, and and they're just like, oh well, God! I got sidetracked today because I was supposed to be doing. I'm following a lead on um, on uh, child trafficking in New Hampshire, so that's where I've been. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yes. That... People are involved. I can't talk about it yet because there's no clearances. You know? Okay. I can only talk about it if it's everything's public record, but we're still going through some uh, tax form 990s and where the money goes. Okay. So I'm actually investigating a lot of uh, nonprofits and LLCs that are in New Hampshire right now. And a lot of it is pretty good to grotesque. Wow. Okay. You know, but we're getting yeah. back a, a bit. Uh, 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 Gracie doesn't know uh, you weren't following the show many years ago when you first started. Remember when we discovered there's like uh, three yards between New Hampshire and the border of Canada that is kind of like unclaimed by either countries and we were going to create the suzerainty? What were we going to call it? But you were going, Matt Carnton himself is going to be the suzerain, remember? Uh, I just want to be the suzerain of something. It's such a great word. So, well, would you consider being the suzerain of uh, the free state of New Hampshire? I mean, that's more than just a yard or two, but a big responsibility. And that would give me power over the nukes, correct? Yes. I'd have my finger on the button. That's yeah, oh yeah. Nice, I'm in. And and since this is the free state of New Hampshire, there wouldn't even be any of those protocols, nasty protocols. Like somebody has to Matt, carry the football. You just want you just want a nuke. Well, yeah, I just think it would be. Uh, I think it would be exciting. <laughs> you could put it in that pouch that all marsupials have. Oh, being, right. being Yeti American. Well, I am a I'm a proud Yeti American, and I'm sure I'll feel right at home in the free state of New Hampshire. Mm, that warming football in your pouch. <laughs> That's Did you say you're you're a, a warm Yeti American? He is a war. He is warm. It's covered with fur. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite hairy, and uh, John Hopwood likes to bring it up, and uh, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> it was your press release when you announced the show. It, that literally is true, yes. I, uh, I'm i very proud of my Yeti heritage, and uh, but I am due to be trimmed and brushed uh, because uh, spring is coming. Never call, never call him a Sasquatch. That's fine. No, that is deeply hurtful and offensive to me. Uh, please don't call me that. That's uh, That really hurts. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, now I know why body wash was invented, so you don't have to put shampoo everywhere, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, yes. Do you condition your body hair? Of course. Or do you like a course? Of course, no. I of course I condition it. He got, he had, I'm not an I'm not an animal. I'm I, I'm just a yeti. He got tips about from Warren Beatty when Warren Beatty was up here thumping the tub for. I don't remember which candidate, you know, mm-hmm. who was always famous for how he conditioned his own pubic hair. Okay, let's well, not. Uh, well, that's little, true. Yeah, there's uh, a little, little. Uh, that, that's for Matt Connerton unsheathed, I think. Oh, uh, there, oh. uh, Mr. Hopwood. That's that's for the other <laughs> show. We're not in LA. Who could answer that? <laughs> That'd be his girlfriend. We don't want to go there. Yeah, we. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny, uh, then we can't tell the Shirley MacLaine story either. No, Ooh. no, not here, not in yeah. this, not in this venue. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think so. That would be frowned upon in this establishment. But it's quite a tale, uh, uh, pun, <laughs> literally, pun fully intended. <laughs> if you if you know what I mean, and I think maybe you do. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> Gracie, uh, did you want to give us an update on uh, on uh, uh, corrupt uh, as blank as we refer to it on the program? Yes, we got another sign-on. Uh, we got a sole financier. Uh, get this, I can't name the financier. However, this person is so hardcore, he wants to fund it entirely by himself so we can keep the integrity of the film. Okay. Excellent. So uh, that, that name will be dropped later uh, whenever he feels comfortable. But right now we're still um, working on this, uh, a lot of, a lot of legal stuff right now as far as um, checks and balances. So uh, yeah. everything does get researched before we make some make some huge allegations, let me tell you. Um, um, but uh, we have to make crisscross applesauce everything. <laughs> uh, a question. I, I, I heard you refer to it as a film. Is it is it going to, to – uh, has that changed where it's it's just going to be a film or is it still going to be a series? Oh, no. It's still, sorry. It's still going to be a docu-series. Oh, good, good. docu-series. And Excellent. We're moving some episodes around right now so that's kind of where we are um we're going to have our film crew come out in april to um start doing some um some external shots and whatnot and it's going to be awesome oh and i got an office in portsmouth now so that's cool oh good oh yeah very good very very good yeah so it's uh it's coming along it's coming along and uh it just i just feel like i've been pregnant for over a year i just want this baby out yeah (laughs) that's kind of yeti-ish what what is well, the gestation period a year? Oh, the gestation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so that's, uh, that's yeah. It's it's yeah. it's quite a long time, but you know, um, it's going to be worth it because what we really want yeah. is to level the playing field. I'm sure, your mom so, thought that. You know, that. the crooks. Yeah, so like the crooks have been getting away with this for far too long. They got complacent. They got lazy, and now they just got caught. <laughs> so it's going to be great once you kind of get this monstrous amount of data into a digestible format. Yeah. Whereas on a national scale, people can see, I mean, I think we're sitting on the biggest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history. Wow, no kidding. Think think of what, it will will even be bigger in the free state of New Hampshire. Oh, well. (laughs) And did you see, we have a musical score now. We got someone who signed on, uh, Brandon May, for the um, the original music for the the docu-series. Good, good. And that's, yeah. yeah. Did you see uh, Mike Gill for Governor? He's running. Mike Gill is running for governor. No, 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 no. It's it's the video, the song called Mike Gill for governor. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I remember when Mike Gill ran for governor, uh, but I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where Mike Gill is now. I don't think anybody. Well, does. yeah, nobody knows where Mike Gill is now except for a handful of people, and they won't tell it. 
so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. I can I can understand that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I got to get back to work, guys. But I uh, just wanted to drop a note, just say I miss you guys, and I will uh, make it a point to see you guys soon. Okay? okay. That sounds great. All right, Gracie. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Have a good day. All Bye. right. Take care. You too. Bye bye. All right. That was Gracie Gatto and uh, giving us. Uh, uh, opening with an update on, uh, I, I, it's funny, the only time I ever even think about New Hampshire secession usually is when Dave Ridley calls, yeah. because that's an issue that is very near and dear to him. Well, got a lusty 18 votes out of 400. Well, now when or it gets... Whoever was there. When it gets up to 20, that's when I'll start to get uh, really concerned. The you threshold. Know, that's, that's right, do yes. Th- do you think we'll get 20, like 20 nukes out of, uh, we only have like, the stockpiles. 1500 well, ICBM. As long as I'm the suzerain and I get to decide, and uh, I don't want launch codes that are complicated, I want something easy to remember. Hopefully, I can just like I'll have a password. Like, uh, maybe you they know. could wire it to some part of your anatomy. Oh. I'm not talking about that, folks. Yeah, pl- yeah, Probably, because that know, would get that would get dicey. That part of in a human being, it's the back of the neck with the prehensile hairs. Uh-huh. Which you have no prehensile hairs, of course. Uh-huh. Them being, you never went through that evolution. Well, you'd, you'd, be, you'd, but, uh, you'd be surprised. I'm sure that in Yeti anatomy, there's something that can trigger things. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. You know, because we don't want. Just anybody being able to, you know, launch, get get hold of the football. That's even right inside your pouch. That's that's right. It will be safe in my. It will be safe in my pouch. Um, <laughs> well, your pouch hasn't uh, failed yet. No, uh, it, it certainly hasn't. Uh, yesterday, I had a pouch full of pizza because uh, our friend uh, Rocky Huber and yeah. uh, I see Rocky in the chat room. Thank you again, Rocky. That was a very wonderful surprise. Uh, brought in a pizza, which uh, 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 Gonzo and Glenn R.J. Willette were here. And, of course, uh, the three of us uh, demolished it in uh, quick fashion. But uh, it was quite delicious. But it was a wonderful surprise. I'm just sitting here doing the show, and Rocky walks in with a pizza. It was very nice. And it had a personal message on the box. I saw that. Rocky, the book uh, is with the people I had dinner with, so we're going to have to wait. When are we going to have another fan, one of your fan appreciation days where you have a remote? Oh, another live remote at the, the Hot Knot? Yeah. yeah, we should do that this summer. They've got a lot going on. They've got Juneteenth coming up. and they've, they've Summer. Got a, they've got a big, uh, but yeah, well, we, we, will do a, we will do another one. Or spring. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we will. We Before will. the nuclear war. Yes, yes. Before you inadvertently trigger a nuclear war. Right, right. With your bob tail. Well, yes. Well, Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. Well, welcome, everybody. <laughs> we didn't get a chance yet to do the uh, proper introduction of the show, but uh, this is Matt Connerton Unleashed. Of course, we are uh, live uh, from the studios of WMNH. Actually, I did do that part, didn't I? But we, we got a call so quickly. John Hopwood is here. And by the way, uh, the Hi. reason I, uh, I opened with um, Refuse Resist by Sepultura um, I wanted to play something uh, appropriately anti-war, but I wanted something kind of heavy. So I said to John before the show, I said, you know, I want to I want to play a song that's anti-war, but I want I want like a hard, heavy song. And uh, John, of course, uh, you you immediately without hesitation, you said, uh, why don't you play Refuse Resist by Sepultura? And I said, it's like you read my mind. Sepul- 
Sepultuna? Sepultura. No, Sepultuna. Hot Tuna was the band when I was a kid. Sepultuna is a... Sepultuna. Uh, is a, that's a, I told you about Sepultuna. That's a progressive jazz fusion band I was in in high school. No, Sepultura, of course. And uh, I do. I hadn't heard that song in so long, but it is a, it is a great track. Uh, but, uh, of course, and today also, uh, coming up uh, a little bit later in the show, we will have... Eric Pilcher's classic film review. What is it today? Today, this week, it is Touch of Evil. Ooh. And I want to mention, too, uh, Eric also on his uh, new-ish, it, it's been up for a few weeks now, but his uh, new-ish uh, website, uh, pilcherspoint.com, uh, he has a, a new article uh, that he wrote that ties in with that. Uh, it's uh, What the World Needs Now is Noir, Sweet Noir. Yeah, so I haven't read it yet. So it's all about film noir. and um, Isn't it film noir? Noir. I'm never sure noir. how to say it. Noir. 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 Where's Glenn R. Gialette when you need him? I know. Well, he was here yesterday. Probably still digesting that pizza. Probably, yes. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Eric's got a lot of great articles up, of course, at uh, pilcherspoint.com uh, and all the uh, film reviews that he does for us here, too, uh, at Matt Connerton Unleashed. He archives on the website as well. So there's a lot of great content there. I was forced to post Perez Hilton's article attacking me for my IMDb bio, that's Internet Movie Database bio, of Kim Kardashian. Because Kim Kardashian's in the news for saying that women ought to get off <laughs> their hindquarters. Yes. And uh, stop being so lazy and get off your uh, buns. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub. A modern shower conversion. A seamless new wall. All done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter. 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. So, you know, I had to trot out that old war horse well, and po posted in various sites. By the way, you know who clapped back at her for that? Clapped back. The young people say that, too. Trying to work in more and more young uh, vernacular on the show. So, uh, that, you know, I have a, a hep audience. That singer with the name Inish or something? Paul Stanley, of course, from my favorite band, Kiss. Paul Stanley uh, gave her a clap? Uh, no, Paul Stanley uh, uh, tweeted at her. So, so here's so for those who don't know. So, Kim Kardashian tweeted this: "I have the best advice for women in business: get your blank ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Uh, you surround yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments. Show up and do the work." So, um, and she's known to have. A toxic work environment well, at her enterprises. Th that's uh, true. So Paul Stanley... And we're not talking about the sex tapes. Uh, mm, Paul Stanley tweeted this. 
The irony here would be funny if it wasn't such an insult to millions of women who struggle to achieve and put food on the table while battling a system of inequality and inequities. Kim, you were born rich. Embrace it with grace by not being blind. So, Paul Stanley, the star child of KISS, responding to Kim Kardashian. Uh, uh, Gene Simmons, of course, uh, also from Kiss. You're familiar with Gene Simmons of Kiss. He calls the, the show I've occasionally. Actually, I've, we've met him. He was. Uh, that's right. He was saying uh, we had to be witnesses at the trial after he like Milmo and the homeless. Oh, that incident. Yes. Oh, gee. He uh, he was uh, talking about how uh, you know he he wants uh, everybody to not you know it's it's kind of it, it reminds me of uh, Sun City and Apartheid. Uh, he was saying that uh, you know nobody should be touring russia no no bands should be going to russia to play shows and, and all touring that. russia i don't know well you know i mean kiss has been on their end of the road tour i don't know if they had a show in russia planned that they pulled out of but obviously what about uh, places like dubai that where the foreigners are virtually in slavery kiss, what about places like that or saudi arabia kiss did did play uh uh new year's eve show at dubai I've known people that go to Dubai. You ask them questions like that. And, uh, well, that's beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it: Ukraine are white. They look like white. They're white Europeans. If if it was an invasion of uh, in, in Ethiopia, which has been Africa or Asians, people, this, you know, it'd be. Uh, you yeah. think so? Of course. So <laughs> look at what goes on in the world. True. But, well, look at China. China. China produces the these products we have with slave labor they have how many uh of the muslim the the ethnic muslim oh the uyghurs how many of those are people are, are in concentration camps how many of them are, are are you know something out of like hitler regime yeah we'll do business with china mm-hmm. and we'll do business with saudi arabia who an mbs the crown prince Yes. Who, you know, he knows how to deal with a journalist. He could teach Putin a thing or two. So, you know, yeah, right, huh? Yeah, it's because they're white. They're white Europeans. So cynical. It's not so cynical. <laughs> you are you, cynical. I don't, I don't see people, I don't see people getting the stuff when there, there's something going on. And, and Do you see, did you see them cancel the Olympics? No. Over what happened with China? No. Did you? Um, Do you see NBC uh, there was, boycotting? Well, there was, I, I will say, though, there was a there was an argument being made by many people that we should have. Some people were upset that we didn't pull out, uh, pull our athletes out. Uh, we did refuse, of course, to send a delegation. <laughs> Not but, the corporate uh, media. But, uh, yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. It's because they're white. They're white Europeans. Mm. And also, you know, it, it, it was... A whole life, century of anti-Russian uh, propaganda, where remember the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union. It wasn't Russia. Stalin was a Georgian. He's from Georgia. Wasn't an ethnic Russian. A lot of the Bolsheviks weren't ethnic Russian. Yeah, but you know Russia dominated because it was the biggest country. But uh, you know, it's the media. Media. The, the I don't even I'll read this stuff anymore. You can't because of the the censorship's appalling. I, why can't I read the uh, Russian media? Why can't I read other points of view? Mm-hmm. It's, it's grotesque. I, I've read I've read Russia today many times. I know what propaganda there is. Yeah, but uh, 
you're more savvy than the average uh, consumer no. of media, I would say. Nobody, you know it's Russia today. You know it's the Russian government dominated. No, but I'm just saying, though, you are more savvy than, than the average oh, consumer of true, media. But, right, but the point is, all these stories about, oh, the Russian army's bugged out. Oh, this and all that. I don't, do you really believe that stuff? It's, it's a propaganda line. We saw, if anybody could have, we've seen it in our, not even, you don't even have to talk about our own life sometimes. Uh, uh, going, you know, when you say like my lifetime, you're talking about, oh, back in when I had to walk to school 80 miles and, and uh, during a, you know, a, a hurricane. No, we're talking about what, what, what was the invasion of Iraq when the United States, according to Henry Kissinger, who should have been indicted for war crimes for Vietnam, along with other Americans. When Henry Kissinger says that the invasion of Iraq violated 350 years of settled international law since the Treaty of Westphalia, which is like 1648 or whatever, and that we had an illegal uh, illegal invasion. And I wonder if any uh, hospitals or civilians or women and children were killed by our bombs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw that it was all BS. Right. You had uh, Colin Powell make an absolute a-hole of himself, destroyed whatever reputation he had. Oh, yeah. And, you know, with lies. True. It's just propaganda. It's, you know, the, it's the, the crudity of the propaganda. Yeah, I'm horrified by this invasion because I was trained for an invasion. This invasion was supposed to be in West Germany, mm -hmm. not Ukraine. Nobody would have thought about that. Right. And... Uh, it's all just the crude propaganda. Not all of it. You know, Times, Washington Post and that. You should see the British dailies. The British press is the worst. Nothing about the Times. And, and there's uh, some good newspapers there. But like uh, The Sun, which is uh, Rupert Murdoch's paper, makes Fox News look respectable. <laughs> they got every friggin' horror story, you know? Yeah. But well, uh, we went through this in World War One, World War Two. All, all, all wars are sold. Mm-hmm. Sold. Uh, if, you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to get in with a call, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot on Elm in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. It's Friday, so they've got live music going on there tonight. They've got a lot of things that I'll be telling you about in the coming weeks. Uh, they've got a very busy uh, very busy schedule there at the Hop Knot, and, uh, but... Um, Trivia Matt. night every Thursday night, and uh, yes. when are we going to put that trivia team to back together? Oh, Jenny's juggernaut. I don't know. I don't know. We had a lot. Well, we did. We had fun until we all we inevitably lost. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be there. We never about number two. We never. We never actually won at that. We never. We never, got up to number two. Or, yeah. <laughs> then but, some question would just torpedo us. That's right. But uh, one of them was just simply DNA. The question was so easy. DNA. <laughs> 
But the best thing, of course, at the Hopknot is the delicious gourmet pretzels and the assortment of craft beers. And uh, they're always expanding the menu and uh, adding uh, to the beer list. Uh, so please uh, continue to uh, to be a purveyor of our amazing sponsor, the Hopknot, right on uh, Elm Street at 1000 Elm Street. And uh, they're going to do Juneteenth again this year, of course. It's going to be, be even bigger and better than last year. So it's uh, pretty exciting. So Yeah, now that we have a mayor that supports uh, uh, things like... Uh that. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, yes. But no, that's a big difference, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and embraces uh, diversity. But yeah. one of the, you talk about the best things at the Hop Knot is the company there. Yep. And the great people, the the owners and the staff. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. We had and, Kenny on a few yeah. weeks ago and it was great. Always, uh, always a lot of fun to have him on. So, yeah, great place. And we're, we're so honored and proud to have them as a sponsor. Um, I do want to remind you, too, of course, because it is Friday tonight. From 7.30 to 10 p.m., it's Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., and I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. Uh, so right. it's a busy uh, busy day here. Fridays are a busy day here because uh, after this show, of course, we have Granted State of Mind, hosted by the great Rob Azevedo at 6 p.m., and then, uh, and then Retro Spectrum Radio uh, at 7.30. And uh, this is what Paul put on social media, Mellow 70s. Uh, tonight's uh, Retro Spectrum Radio will be playing some of the greatest mellow music ever recorded from artists like Billy Joel, Paul Simon, Gordon Lightfoot, Hall & Oates, and Neil Diamond, all from the me decade, the 1970s. Songs you haven't heard in years, all ripped from the original vinyl recordings. Do join us. So that will be tonight at 7.30. Uh, I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Texas Mike joins us. He says, watching while on my way home in Connecticut, from Connecticut. Um, get ready to karaoke when you get back, Mike. Ooh, very good, very good. Dirk Don joins us in the chat from uh, Arrogant Media and the Java Fog YouTube channels. Lots of great content there. And, of course, uh, Dirk uh, from Iowa, the great state of Iowa. Who gives a hell of an interview, doesn't he? Dirk? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, when he's with such a top-notch interviewer as... Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Rocky Huber, I mentioned, is in the chat. Also, uh, Melanie La Liberté from the great state of Vermont. La Liberté. La Liberté. Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and, of course, the uh, host of uh, Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review and uh, Pilcherspoint.com. Uh, he was asking if uh, is Hopwood trying to nuke Maine. No, we wouldn't do that. I wouldn't nuke Maine. I have a, a gal pal there. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and Ma- my father, we spread his ashes uh, at the Nubble. Ah. Yeah, that's a funny story, but too morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Things go wrong, spreading ashes. As anybody, Eric, who's seen the big Lebowski. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, dude. Great film. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us in the chat. Mike from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry mm. in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Named after General Sunbeam? Named for General Sunbeam, the greatest military mind since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have won the War of the Rebellion without him. That's right. Yeah. Jenny, of course, is in the chat room. Uh, also, Scott Robinson joins us. Uh, Scott says Mark Warden was one of the folks who voted uh, for secession. I won't say, I, I, I like Mark. From uh, Ward 9, right? I, I like Mark personally. Uh, ward 8, according to Scott. A ward 8. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Mark. Um, My new ward, but we'll talk about that some other year. Mm. Year. 
Eric Pilcher says, uh, you know, Gracie brought up uh, uh, Black Lives Matter in her call. Uh, Eric says, also, BLM has very suspect bookkeeping practices and hosted a segregated picnic. I didn't know about that. Well, we have Gonzo's wife is a CPA, Mm -hmm. so we can get her on the trail. Oh, good, good, good. You know, Gonzo helped her pass her CPA exam. He helped her how? By reminding her of individual beetles. Oh, Huh. Let's just leave it there. Okay. And then he started talking about placentas. And <laughs> oh, uh, boy, boy, did I get some bad feedback about that show. I bet. <laughs> uh, Logan William Phoenix, a new name in the Facebook live chat. And Logan says, hey, Matt, uh, you ever go to Circle K and Hooks It? 99% sure you were there last night, but wasn't sure if it was you. Yes, that was me. I like to go in there. I, I make my special drink. I get the Diet Pepsi, and I dump a, uh, you know those uh, caffeine shots you can get for the coffee? Oh, I, yeah. I actually dump it into the Diet Pepsi, and then I top it off with a little bit of cherry cola, which kills the taste of the caffeine shot. I don't like coffee, but I'm addicted to caffeine. It is my drug of choice. So, mm. so yes. that That is me, Logan. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um... Scott Robinson says, uh, wow, we get the great dulcet tones of John Hopwood on a Friday. He is one of your biggest fans. You have many many fans. Who's about to. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Bring up the opinion of his 20th cousin to prove the validity of what he said. Oh. But, you know, Matt has his thing to do. <laughs> yes, yes. Which yep. I forget a well, lot of times. Logan says, uh, ha ha, apparently he's been coming in for a while and I never recognized him. Well, I'm usually wearing a mask. I'm usually wearing a face mask when I go in there. I don't know if it's really necessary at this point, but I'm still in the habit of wearing a face mask going into places. I heard that we have less than 50 active cases of COVID here in Manchester at this point, which do you, do if you that's s- correct, it's phenomenal. Do you still wear that Peter Chris mask? Ooh. Like, it's so they, you know, I would not wear a Peter Chris mask. Well, I, that's why nobody recognizes. Well, that's you. true. I, I, I would not be the Cat Man. I would be the Star Child. I would wear a uh, Paul Stanley mask if I were going to do that. I can't remember what Ace was. Ace is the spaceman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he got that out of Bo- uh, David Bowie with Ziggy. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, I have learned more than I ever intended on today's show. Uh, probably referring to my uh, my uh, Yeti heritage. Um, don't pre, please don't discriminate. Yes, please. We do. You know, we're co-equally evolved, kind of like dogs were co-equally evolved. Now, with now see, that's uh, I see what you're going for there. That's a slur. Well, you're not uh, a canine. I am not. Uh, that's see, that's that's uh, terrible. You know, we come from the. We both came from the uh, branches. Of, uh, what are they called? The great apes. Uh, that's uh, no. See, uh, didn't we? Well, didn't you? Well, weren't you up for the role in every which way but loose? <laughs> I love when Melanie puts tapes, puts, uh, I'm sorry, puts uh, comments in here. I, I, I can't read on the you air, can't but, read but, them, but, that's but, they for ma- sure. but they make me laugh. Melanie is one of my favorite uh, commenters in Facebook. Her and Rocky are both really good. Where's Mel McMel? 
Mel McMel. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I never see uh, Mel McMel and uh, Melanie La Liberty in the same uh, in, in the same uh, chat room. Isn't that time. true? Uh, Mel McMel is very salty. Uh, yes. Uh, Logan says, to be fair, I usually listen to this on the radio in the car, so I never really knew what his face looks like either. Oh, very good. Well, I'm glad you've been listening to the show, Logan. That's wonderful. It's kind of like Chewbacca. Whoa. You know, I always <laughs> I was always pissed off about the end of Star Wars, and I'm not a Star Wars fan. I uh-huh. saw it right when it came out. You know, it was a good three-star movie. I only went to see it because Alec Guinness was in it, one of my favorite actors. Uh, but I'm 18 at the time. But Chewbacca, at the end, you know, Prince Layamal is giving out, you know, the awards. But they don't put, put a medal on Chewbacca. I mean, you can't pin it on him. Well, maybe you could with the fur Wait, or whatever, they don't? But they don't put a, they don't garland him with a medal. Are you sure? And all he does is, which, you know, we hear occasionally from Are you sure? I mean, I'm more, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Trekkie. I, I never really got into Star Wars as much. We're talking about st- the first movie, which is called Star I Wars, which did. came out in 1977, which I saw at the Bedford Mall. And I could tell okay. you a funny story about that, but it's not politically correct. <laughs> it has nothing to do with race because right. uh, New Hampshire is entirely white. But somebody it has something to do with a lot of other stuff. Oh, right. huh, Gary Hammer. <laughs> All right, we need somebody in the chat room who knows to confirm or deny what John I'm Hoffman is saying. I'm talking about the movie when I saw it. I mean, yeah. Uh, Lucas I has could, gone through it and, you know, done all sorts of I things. I could swear. I could swear they put it on him no, as well. No, they don't. Maybe they did, did in one of the uh, re-jiggerings uh, of the thing. You know, he's like gone through the movie through the well, decades. That's, yeah, to that's add, true. To make the quality better. I could swear. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe on the original they didn't. I don't know. Um, it, it, it was. You would have been treated the same way. Oh, see. I, Do you have any medals? No. I do. I got five medals. I never got. I've never gotten one. Five medals. <sighs> uh, Rocky Huber in the chat says, "John Hopwood, can you tell us about the Budapest Memorandum signed in 1994 between the USA and Ukraine?" But you mean not just the USA and Ukraine? See, I don't know about this. Well, first of all, we're going to go back to my my twentieth cousin. Uh-huh. I'm related to the Spencer family. I'm related. Princess Diana was my 19th cousin. And I met her father before I knew he was my cousin. And, uh, which is a whole different story. And as Matt knows, I'm always ready to hijack the show to go off on these labyrinth paths that would destroy all the ratings. I'm no, I'm no ugly Joe. I don't put ratings to the roof. Through the roof. But her son, uh, Prince William, second, uh, third in the line to the throne is my 20th cousin. Oh. And he said, and is being roundly spanked in the media for it, that this the Ukrainian invasion, it's so horrible because it's Europe. This is happening in Europe, not in Africa or a place like that. Mm-hmm. And he's right. But that's not a very, you know, you know, when you're being a politician, which right. he is, you're going to be king someday. You don't say stuff like that. Yeah, you got to be careful about how you say it. I mean, I, I get what he's probably means is it's, you know, the first war of this kind in 70 years on the European right. continent. And it's but, your, you, you know, yeah, yeah. white Europeans. Mm. And, uh, well, Europeans are white. Yes. 
I think that's a ridiculous thing. I, I, I'm colorblind, but it took me years. Honestly, you know, a lot of Europeans are pink, but not all. Not all of them, Matt. There are different hues and shades. <laughs> not that I've been to that Sicily. Is, that is uh, true. I've been, I've been to Scandinavia. So, but, you know, they consider them white, you know? Yes. So what he was saying was true, but... Uh, oh, what you were saying is true. Uh, apparently, uh, Crystal in the chat room says, according to the Google, uh, while Chewbacca did not get a medal during the ceremony, shameful, it's revealed in the Marvel Comics uh, Chewbacca miniseries that he did get one at some point after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, after some adventuring with a young girl named Zaro, he gifts her with his own Medal of Bravery. So you were right. Chewbacca does not get a medal during the ceremony. No, he was treated as a <clears throat> third-class citizen. Apparently, I've got some uh, some of my own uh, Mandela effect going on there. Because in yeah. my mind, I can see him. I, 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 I have a clear memory of him getting the medal. But uh, uh, but apparently, I, I'm I'm wrong. I'll be it's damned. true. Memory, memory's all. Oh yeah, blanked up. Oh yeah, absolutely. To use a Kim Kardashian adjective. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, Logan William Phoenix in the chat room says Hall and Oates are a national treasure. We didn't play your theme song today. Please we- don't. <laughs> I want a new theme song. I don't know if Logan knows this, uh, but I usually play. Uh, just we we got right into Gracie's call. Uh, I usually play uh, Out of Touch by Hall & Oates for, uh, because John is such a Hall & Oatesophile. Folks, I wanted Warren <laughs> Zevon's Excitable Boy, but he doesn't like Warren Zevon because of Werewolves of London. That, well, You've held that against him and against and boycotted my choice of a theme but song. Well, didn't you have an issue with the, the second verse of that song, Excitable Boy? Shh. Isn't there something? Go, let's keep my version. Because, uh, there's something in there you, you don't necessarily... Uh, well, well, it is pretty... It's, it's morbid as hell. Yeah, yeah. After 10 long years, they let him out of the home. Yeah. I mean, for the 70s, it was something. He it, Warren Zevin was a hell of a... Uh, in his early albums, a great songwriter. It was so macabre and offbeat. But I guess he got in, but done in by alcoholism, his career. By the way, not uh, drugs. Eric Pilcher, I think, is uh, suggesting uh, that we could, uh, if we're going to nuke another state once we become our own country, the free state of New Hampshire, uh, perhaps Connecticut. Eric says, what, no. pur- what purpose does Connecticut really serve? But I Insurance ob- industry, and he was born there. And I would object to that. Yes, I was I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. So he's, He is going to be the suzerain. Do you think he's going to... Bomb, uh, a bomb, atomic bomb, and wipe out the place where the holy shrine, the den that he was yelped in. Of course that, not. That I was what in? Isn't yelping? Well, no, yelping comes after the birth. Oh. Or, or is it yelp? Is you, it, what is yelp? Hey, folks, help me out. You believe all these? Uh, you believe all these stereotypes about uh, my species? I've seen the movies, and it's uh, they used to be on PBS. <laughs> Not you, your family specifically. <laughs> right. By the way. How she uh, digs the, the, the little burrow with her back legs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of poignancy in there. Or is it. Sure. Piquant? 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 I don't know. Where's, where's Glenn when we, is that French? Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, Charles Richardson joins us in the chat. Charles, of course, host of the Charles Richardson show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. Online from 7 to 9 p.m. And Jenny is uh, the primary co-host of the Charles Richardson Show on that fine program. Charles, of course, from the great state of Florida. 
So hello. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess we'll talk about Budapest and the Chinese guarantee to Ukraine in 2013 after oh. Eric Pilcher's review. Oh, yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. After. I, yeah, that's a good idea because we're almost uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Oh, Jeff Nyan joins us. Hello, Jeff. Uh, oh, Jeff is asking, he has a request, uh, can you do another Chewbacca impression? Yeah. Uh, no. See, I can't do them on demand. Yes, I know. You're not a dancing bear. Dancing bear. You can't just, uh, you know. You know, Russia uh, banned dancing bears like almost 25 years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. Russian bears were, dancing <laughs> bears were part of a Russian circus. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I actually had no idea. Did you ever read the ch children's book, The Cinnamon Bear? It was a, it was a poignant a tale of, bear? A, of a dancing bear. Or should we say Pequon? I have no idea. Pequon? Uh, Pequency? Rob, Rob Dion is in, is in the Facebook live chat. Rob, of course, host of his own program here at WMNH Through the Stage Door, which you can hear Tuesdays and Thursdays right after this program. And, of course, does name that tune and the entertainment report on the morning show every Thursday morning. A very uh, popular segment. We'll have to get him with uh, the uh, Cinnamon Girl by one of Oh, Neil Young. Neil Young. But I guess it's banned from uh, our network now because, you know, what was it? What, uh, because uh, we, we freely, we've yet to boycott talk about Joe Rogan. So Neil Young won't allow himself on WMA. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, uh, Typo Negative did a really good cover of uh, Cinnamon Girl. Although apparently Neil Young wasn't that thrilled with it. But uh, Is he thrilled with anything? Neil Young? He used to play out in Half Moon Bay. He had this old 1959 Lincoln. It's all rusted up. He was a strange guy. Oh, this is what Rocky was referring to. In 1994, we told Ukraine that if they gave up all their nukes, we would support them militarily and help them with any Russian aggression. I feel we uh, let them down. Well, you can, you that's can, not what it says. Well, I look forward to hearing your... Uh, yeah, you And can, we gave uh, them an assurance. Yeah, I Russia think, uh, was a signatory to that. Gorbachev claims that, uh, that that's been made something that it's not in terms of how people... Right, and China has a guarantee with them. But now there's all sorts of talk about does the word that we translate from the Chinese guarantee mean mean guarantee, which would be like the United States, North South Korea, Japan are under our nuclear umbrella. We will defend them with nuclear weapons. NATO, which vastly overexpanded in my opinion, we were always we were we'd use nukes to defend the NATO. I was there to uh, you know, mm -hmm. which was. The NATO that came out of World War II, countries that our GIs, our soldiers, fought and died for. Right? Yes. But well, uh, we can talk about that because it's a, it's a very interesting thing about China being involved with Ukraine. And that might be a factor in Putin trying to seize the, the ports of mm -hmm. Ukraine. Yeah. Because the thrust seems to be to control the ports. Not so much Kiev. Oh, interesting. Kiev would be in. How can you take a city like that without a bloodbath? They'll never, they, the Russians know that well. They'll never be able to tr truly take it, the urban combat. But that detracts the Ukrainian forces. They have to defend their capital. Of course, yeah. So what they want to do is take uh, take the southern ports mm -hmm. and uh, maybe Odessa too. And uh, Moldova, which is a, a uh, recently freed country. 
which is part of Romania, and and uh, they we have, have a breakaway republic there too. We have a call. We'll grab this quickly, and then we're going to get to uh, Eric's film review. We'll see who this is. Maybe Hi, it's Eric. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt John Scott Robinson. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. How's it going, bro? How you doing, John? I'm hanging in John. there with my broken elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to move into the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to bring nuclear weapons. Oh my! What's what's on your what's on your mind, Scott? The just because deal. Hey! Oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. Well, I have a question for both of you. Yes. Mostly uh, sent it towards John. There was a state rep who took a picture of some Democratic reps last year who had kneeled during the national anthem, but that they took their camera out and took a picture of it, and they posted it on Facebook. So I think me being a former veteran, being a, being yeah. a veteran, the former, is that it's just as disrespectful to take your camera out and take a picture during the national anthem as it would be to kneel. I just want to know what your thoughts were. Uh, I believe that uh, we, as a veterans, uh, we, we, we swore to, when we stepped up, because you have to step up to step up and take it uh, to defend the Constitution, part of free speech is, you know, uh, Neil Copernicus kneeling. And they had to get him, to, remember, they got him to kneel because he wouldn't do, do anything. <laughs> I don't think he would even come on the field at the time. But uh, yeah, I agree with John. Uh, uh, you know, it's part of free speech. People have a right to the uh, B I T C H. And believe me, no, politics has always wait. been ugly. Don't correct. Don't misinterpret. But you have a right to your opinion. I I don't like people who kneel, but taking your camera out during the national anthem and taking a picture of people taking a picture of people kneeling, I think is just as bad as. Okay, we're criticizing whatever. the people that were doing it. By doing by taking a picture, right? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, hypocrisy you know I mean? of I mean, the super patriots. You, you can't take a picture of somebody kneeling, disrespecting the national anthem. Oh, that's a but good you point. Your camera out, taking a picture of it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow your point. That is a good point. But uh, I mean, it's you know, the same you, thing, just different. We're talking about politicians that, uh, and we're not going to. It's lo, there's a local politician, but it's all politicians, and a lot of Republicans learned from the '60s and '70s. This a politics of grievance, you know, yeah. and of being victims. We have a person here that she's uh, this person. We won't mention the gender. They're always a victim. 
you know, uh, the, the signs are being stolen by the Democrats, which because right. the can, the I, other I candidate has that. more That's signs. Ridiculous. And it's not true. It's a thousand dollars to yeah. uh, steal a sign. Uh, uh, you know, Joe Lavasser. All right. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Easy. We don't. <laughs> Can you bleep that out? Well, just just don't don't continue on that track. That's right. All. I'm just saying he would. You know, there were people. You wouldn't. You we will not continue do, on that track. Right. But no, yeah. you don't do stuff like that because it would be. He's part of our happy family on public uh, TV. You know, it would be all over the place. People aren't yeah, going to do it to begin. They're not going to do it to begin with. You know, it's a thousand dollar fine. For yeah. God's sake! But there, there, there. Uh, there's a type of professional politician who's a professional victim. Anything you say, per- person, oh, you're saying that because of my gender. Oh, you're saying that because of uh, you know. No, I think you're. I think yeah. you're right, though, about the politics of grievance, and I think both the left and the right exploit that uh, oh, in their yeah. own ways and in many ways. And uh, I think that's a great way of putting it: the politics of grievance. Yeah, they're they're professional victims, yeah. and they put any criticism. You're only saying that because of my gender, right? And uh, you're a bully. To, it works. To criticize. It works. Unfortunately, yeah, to shut you up. Yeah, Scott, we got to uh, we got to get to uh, Eric's film review. D- did you have anything to add? No, that was about it. Oh, one thing, Matt. Yes, I know on your private page, I got into a little uh, tip for tat with one of your other people, and you, and you deleted our comment. And I apologize for doing that on your on your uh, private Facebook page. Oh, that's okay, Scott. You don't have to apologize for that. I I encourage uh, discourse, and I personally, I just post things, and then whatever happens, happens. You know, so I I'm I'm all good with it. You don't you don't owe me. I mean, I appreciate it, but you don't owe me an apology for Scott. Uh, Scott, I want everyone to uh, express themselves uh, however they feel. You know, it's all good. That's part. All right, of- I just didn't know if you were uh, offended by. Oh God, no. <laughs> no, not all right. a, not 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 at all, my friend. I promise. No, it's all good. All right. Good afternoon, my fellow caller tonight. (laughs) All right, Scott, we appreciate the call, my friend. Take care. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. You know, uh, as Scott brought up, Matt, you know, uh, disagreements is just part of social intercourse. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, Somebody's always getting screwed rhetorically. (laughs) That's right. All right, my friends. Well, we are going to get to Eric Pilcher's classic film review, and this week Eric reviewed... A Touch of Evil. So we're going to listen to this. Eric does a phenomenal job with these. And then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll be well in hour number two, Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Uh, you folks are American citizens? I am, yes. Where were you born, miss? Mrs. What? Philadelphia. My name is Vargas. Hey, Jim. See who's here? Sure, Mr. Vargas. Out on the trail of another dope ring? Out on the trail of a chocolate soda for my wife. Your wife? Barely a bride, officer. Oh, hey, can I get through? A lot of talk up here about how you crack that Grandy business. Yeah, huh? we hear you caught the big boss. No, only one of them. The Grandies are a big family. Good night. Bye. No purchases, Mr. Lineker. Hey, hey, I got this... You're American citizen, miss? No, I got this ticking noise. Yeah, okay. No, really, this Good ticking night. noise in my head. Mike, do you realize this is the very first time we've been together in my country? Do you realize I haven't kissed you in over an hour?
pasó? No sé, un carro explotó. Mike, what happened? That car that just passed has exploded. The car? How could it do that? I don't know. I'll have to try to find out. You'd better not come any closer. There's... We'll have to postpone that soda, I'm afraid. Mike couldn't die. Susie, please be careful. Starting with this sprawling, impeccable tracking shot that comes in at over four minutes, and it concludes with dialogue and a car exploding, we are brought into one of the highest regarded film noirs in cinema history. This film is from 1958 and it is directed by Orson Welles following 10 years away in Europe. I present to you, Touch of Evil. The film stars Welles as corrupt cop Hank Quinlan, who is investigating the car bomb explosion that kills a man and his stripper girlfriend. His plans in getting a corrupt conviction are thwarted by Special Prosecutor Miguel Vargas, played by Charlton Heston, and his newlywed American wife, Susie, played by starlet Janet Leigh. The conflict between Quinlan and Vargas takes center stage early. Quinlan is highly regarded by people in the area for his high conviction rate that is obtained by dubious means. Right away, we can see hear and feel the tension between the quote-unquote do-gooder that is Vargas and the corrupt Quinlan. Our first scene is the first encounter the two have with each other. Then in the second scene where Vargas confronts Quinlan over planting evidence to secure a confession and hopeful conviction on a man that has secretly married the male victim's daughter. Really pay attention to the tension in the first scene and how they interact with each other in the second scene. Vargas becomes more apt at butting heads with Quinlan and doesn't have fear of him in the second scene. Intuition also tell you about my wife. Wife? She was accosted in the street a little while ago and led across to some dive on your side of the border. Hmm. Vargas family seems to be getting into quite a lot of trouble tonight. <laughs> Can you describe this man? Well, the first one seems oh, to have been one. young, good-looking, and... Not exactly? Not exactly. Say she was taking this dive by force? Not by force, no. Oh. One of the grandies was there waiting. Short, fat, with a mustache. That's Uncle the description. Joe. I haven't run into him. I... What? They call him Uncle Joe, Grant. That's right. Go on. What do you mean, go on? I've told you what happened. Aren't you going to do something about it? Well, make it a charge. I've got to ask a complainer. Isn't that police procedure in Mexico? Procedure? You say your wife was attacked. I did not say she did was attacked. Did you just say she was molested? Not physically molested? No. Was obscene language. I don't you, think uh, so. How do you explain the fact that your, your wife allowed herself to be picked up by this good-looking... She was uh, not good picked up. Now, Hank, no. I think we're getting off on the wrong tack here. Then this good-looking young man was a friend of her. Obviously not. You wouldn't call that getting picked up from no, the no, street. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we mustn't forget, must we, that Mr. Vargas is not on the witness stand. Uh. <laughs> Hank's a born lawyer, you know. Lawyer, I'm a lawyer. All a lawyer cares about is the law. Captain, 
You are a policeman, aren't you? Mm, aren't you? You don't seem to be very part of the job. There are plenty of soldiers who don't like war. Mm. It's a dirty job, enforcing the law, but it's what we're supposed to be doing, isn't it? I don't know about you. When a murderer's loose, I'm supposed to catch him. Well, Pete, let's get back to civilization. It's almost done. You gotta get some rest. Not a chance of that, partner. We gotta be dead ahead of us. And now, the second scene. What is I it, please? Found what, uh, partner? Come here and look! I don't know what not this Sanchez. All right, boy, boy, come in here. Now, in English, just how much dynamite was it you stole? What good would it be to tell you that I've never seen any Poor dynamite? Poor Rudy Lineker. He did all he could to keep you away from his daughter, but she stands to inherit a million bucks, so naturally you just moved in here. Marsh and I were married yeah. secretly. A million bucks. Ain't no secret about that. You got scared he changed his will. Why don't you let up for so a minute? you got yourself this highway you job. You broke into the explosives, been and stole. That's a lie! Oh, ten sticks of dynamite! No! No! Well, Hank has done it again. He's nailed his man. Thanks to you, partner. Me? Yeah. <laughs> if that dynamite had been a snake there in the bathroom, it would have bitten me. Well, I promised <laughs> Chief Gould that I'd keep you informed, Vargas, so I'm doing it. This is it. We've broken the case. Rudy Lineker was uh, blown up with eight sticks of dynamite, and uh, Sanchez stole ten. That leaves two, and we found them both. You heard that, boy. We found the dynamite. That's impossible. Well, we found two sticks. Like That's Fox, the right That's number. No right Where did you brand. find this? Right here in your love nest. Where? Well, you had it stashed, of course. What are you trying to do? We're trying to strap you to the electric chair. Boy. We don't like it when innocent people are blown to jelly in our town. There's an old lady on Main Street last night picked up a shoe. The shoe had a foot in it. We're going to make you pay for that mess. <laughs> They're trying to railroad me. Yeah. I don't know why. I never stole any dynamite. So you know, sente lo juro que soy You'll have to stop him yourself. You know, and he can talk Hindu for all the good tumba de mi madre. He swears on his mother's grave that there has never been any dynamite in this apartment. Sure, sure. Take him in, book him. Let's go. You say you found this dynamite yeah. in the bathroom. Well, Pete found it to show him the dynamite, right Pete. Can't you do something to help me? What are you scared of, partner? That stuff isn't nearly as easy to blow up as people seem to think. It doesn't go off quickly. You found the dynamite in this box? Dynamite? Yeah. Pete found it. Told you that. Captain. Yeah? I looked in that box. Just now, there wasn't anything there. I know how you feel. Sure, I do. You people are touchy. It's only human you Film are noir is known for its plot twists and turns. These turns are often loaded with gross betrayal. We are left wondering at the end of the film, did anyone have intentions without ulterior motives? This film carries that theory to the next level. Even when seemingly detached from the wicked ways within the world of this film, the characters go into the dark recesses of their minds and souls, and generally it is under the guise and belief the end justifies the means. 
Next, we will hear Quinlan implicate Vargas's wife for a drug-induced murder. The truth is, she has been taken to a remote hotel for her protection. But unbeknownst to her husband, the hotel is owned by Joe Grandy, the brother of a major narcotics dealer that Vargas has put away. They use this to terrorize her and drug her. This sets up Quinlan starting to lose his grip on the corrupt world he helped cultivate by murdering Grandy and setting up Susie for the crime. What? Vargas's wife? An narcotics rep? Oh, one of the boys that was on this wild party gave me the buzz, see? Uh, just related to the vice boys is anonymous. The Hotel Ritz, room 18. The way I hear things got a lot of control. Don't be surprised what they find. But what about me, Hank? What do I do? Keep after him. Break him. Break him. Put up the phone. <laughs> Receiver. Give me the key. I brought you up here for a reason. As with any noir film, there has to be a climactic ending. Touch of Evil certainly delivers that, as Vargas and Quinlan meet for a final showdown. In this scene, notice how Quinlan, despite being figured out, despite being at the end of the road, refuses to back down. He has been defeated. His corrupt reign is over. 
but yet he is still defiant in the face of law and order that is represented by Vargas. Well, Captain, I'm afraid this is finally something you can't talk your way out of. You want a bet? You killed him, Vargas. Come on now. Give me my gun back. You don't know, just tell me. You killed Pete. The bullet is from your gun. You think anyone would believe that? They always believe me. Anyway, I never believe I killed him. The gun? You're resisting arrest. How could you arrest me here? This is my country. This is where you're going to die. That wasn't no miss, Vargas. I was just to turn you around. I don't want to shoot you in the back. Unless you'd rather try to run for it. She's in the car. That's Menzies. He's dead. Quinlan's been shot, too. He's lying by the recorder. Down there. I've got it all on tape. You sure you got enough? More than enough. Go play it back. You'll see. Susie. Mike. All these years, you've been playing me for a sucker. Faking evidence. Aiding justice, partner. Hank. Susie. Hank. It's all over, Susie. I'm taking you home. Home. How many did you frame? Nobody that wasn't guilty. Guilty. Hank. No, I ain't working for Vargas. Vargas. I'm Vargas. No, you better give me that gun. Okay, here it is. Give it to me. Vargas. That's the second bullet. I stopped for you. For anyone that has never seen a film noir, or even if you are well-versed to the genre, this film is a must-see. It is filled with suspense, beautiful cinematography, and biting dialogue, all well-known aspects of the film noir genre. It is the quintessential noir. Sadly, people did not feel the same way upon release. The film was disregarded by critics and would be Wells' last American-made film before he went back to Europe. Much like the earlier reviewed Magnificent Ambersons, Wells' final vision did not make it to the big screen. He lost final editing when he refused to come to a redubbing following a memo he sent to the studio. Unlike the Magnificent Ambersons, his original vision was able to be restored in 1998. 
what they did is followed the same memo well sent to the studio in post-production. That version has garnered mass acclaim and led to the film being deemed culturally significant. Sadly, Wells would never see or hear this. He would never take part of the acclaim because he died 13 years prior in 1985. Regardless, the film has left a lasting impression on cinema, film reviewers, film instructors, film students, and even those who have casually watched it. You owe it to yourself to view this film and enjoy it. Join me next week as we will take a look at the landmark documentary Hoop Dreams in honor of March Madness starting. For WMNH and Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. Welcome back, everybody, as we cruise into our final segment of the week on Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Friday, March 11, 2022. John Hopwood is here as well at the news desk. Hello, Matt. Hello. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. Hi, John. This is Ron. Hey, Ron. Hey, Matt. Hey. I, uh, this will be a super fast call. I, sure. I'm just channel surfing a second ago, and I came across a movie from 1986 with Gene Simmons called Never Too Young to Die. Did you see it? <laughs> I know it well, yes. With uh... What the heck? How, how could he lower his standards? And I mean, you know, you, I'm sure you feel like, hey, that's just not Gene Simmons, and the movie was terrible. I, I didn't even watch the movie, but when I saw it, Gene dressed up in drag and John Stamos and the terrible acting. It was like, I'd like to, uh, Ron, if you don't mind, I'd like to quote a line uh, for you from the, from the film as uttered by Gene Simmons. It takes a man like me to be a woman like me. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just saw her and I was like, get out of town. As a matter of fact, (laughs) when I saw him dressed up as a drag, because I had just turned it on, I was actually checking him out till I figured out. I said, wait, that's a dude. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Gene made a, a number of B movies. Uh, if you're going to watch uh, one of uh, his films, I recommend uh, Runaway oh, with yeah. uh, Tom Selleck. That one. He's I mean, good in that. Yeah, he is good. I mean, yeah, it, is that the one with the spiders? 
Yeah. Yes, the mechanical spider. Yeah, that's yes. a good movie. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. The, I don't think the movie's particularly good, but I think he's very good in it. Um, he probably yeah. makes no. The I movie. like the high yeah. tech spiders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, that's a fun movie. But yeah, uh, Never Too Young to Die is a little. I, I don't know if I've ever even sat all the way through it. Um, I remember watching it. I remember watching it with my friend uh, Dan Randlett. Uh, he showed it to me. Uh, way, way, way back, and uh, I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is a yeah. tough, uh, tough watch." Is it worse than their okay, special? Okay, you got it then. Magic That's, that was my comment. <laughs> yes, Magic Mountain. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right, all right, Ron. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Bye. you got it. Bye-bye. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, John, referring to, course, uh, the, the movie, uh, 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 you were referring to, of course, the Kiss movie. Spat TV special. Yes, it was a TV special. Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Actually, that's a fun watch because if you're a Kiss fan, it's fun to watch it because it's Kiss. And if you're not a Kiss fan, it's fun to watch it because you can make fun of them. Uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Yes, a classic. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Notorious, I'd say that. I don't know if it's a classic. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it, it drew a big, big, big rating at the time. Uh, we have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Good afternoon. I have been summoned to call in. Ah, uh, yes. Eric Pilcher joins us by phone. Uh, it's such a coincidence, Eric. We were just listening to your classic film review. Yeah. Mm. It, it is. I was summoned via text message by Mr. Hopwood to call in. Well, well I, I just want to ask you a question as we were talking about it. You know, I love Orson Welles. I revere him. And I've watched this movie many times. In every diff- There's so many different cuts of it. It's one of the first movies where there was a director's cut uh, that they, you know, put together uh, artifacts, you know, that were still available in the archives. But uh, don't you think that part of the technique of the movie is just pure grotesque? You know, the grotesqueness of the camera angles and the performance. I'm thinking it's almost like David Lynch. I think the grotesqueness. Yeah. There's two scenes that stand out to me as grotesque. Uh, the Grandy death scene right. when you <laughs> see Grandy's corpse yeah. that that was that did not need to be included. And I think the hotel room scene with Janet Lee in Grandy's gang I think was the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. This summer, when the sun's down, turn up the fun at Cedar Point Nights. The ultimate after-dark beach party is every night from July 29th through August 21st. Dance with throwback DJ sets, challenge your friends with beach games, or just take it easy at fire pits lining Cedar Point's legendary mile-long beach. Then enjoy the new Lake Erie Luau, a food experience like no other. For a limited time, get park admission, luau tastings, and parking for just $69.99. Only at cedarpoint.com. It was too ambiguous and too over the top. And I think you probably could have just axed it. What about Dennis Weaver? You know, the way he treated the Dennis Weaver character, you know, like with Janet Lee. 
who, by the way, wasn't a starlet. She was a star. Well, I, I, okay, poor word choice then. <laughs> Just a nib, you know, yeah, you're not an old he, fart like I, I am. <laughs> well, wait, well, let, me, I, let, me, I, let, let me ask a question before you address that, uh, Eric. What, what would be, John, what would be the difference? Because uh, most people probably don't even know the, the term starlet. Well, Starlet is somebody that really never uh, gets there. It's somebody that's being, you know, the career is starting or they never get off the ground. Okay. But Janet Lee was never a big star. She's not Marilyn Monroe, top box office. But she had a very respectable career for 20 years. Okay. You know, or 15, 15 years in Hollywood. Okay. She was Tony Curtis's uh, <sighs> wife. Um, she was in a lot of uh, movies. And some great classics like uh, uh, The Manchurian Candidate. Mm. Yeah. Psycho. Psycho, of course. But the great thing, but see, the whole thing about Psycho is you have a star, and then she's killed in the first, like, what was it, 20 minutes? Yeah, that's true. And that's a shock because <laughs> Janet Lee's lasts through an entire movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. Sharon Tate I, would have I been a starlet on the verge of stardom. Okay. Before she was brutally murdered, which is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think Touch of Evil is, I, I love Touch of Evil. It was the first film noir yeah. I ever saw. And after I saw that film, I was hooked on the genre and just began to just go through film noir films yeah. constantly. Um, but I think where the grotesqueness, I think, comes from Universal adding things and cutting things. Um, in one of the special editions of the DVD release, there there's a replica of the memo. Right, the 48 page, yeah, 40 page memo. As you, cause yeah. let, let's just tell the people, uh, uh, the movie, uh, was Charlton Heston was cast in the movie. Charlton Heston was a star. He didn't reach the heights of his career just yet, but he was a star. And Morrison Wells was was an, a uh, what was going to be play the detective, and let's just say his performance is amazing. The acting is great, and then you're going to see Marlena Dietrich in it, and it's this is a great movie. And the ending is, as Eric pointed out, is great. But uh, Charlton Heston thought that Orson Wells was going to direct it, and he hadn't directed a Hollywood film since what 1946. No, 48. The Lady Woman from, from Shanghai, Shanghai was right. his last American film before this right. one. And Heston, then he went to Europe and did Chimes at Midnight and I think Othello. Yeah, but uh, Heston said, I won't make the movie unless uh, he directs it. Huh. And it was supposed to be, it's like a A-list cast, but it's really a pot boiler, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a pot boiler, well, you know, it, something, melodrama. They had a director signed on. They did. Who do you, who? Well, no, we'll take up the entire thing. You come on my show and we'll talk an hour about that. <laughs> but it is a great movie. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I do believe it is like the seminal film noir. I think if you are going to start looking at the genre, I think this film or uh, Maltese Falcon or Kiss Me Deadly are probably yeah, the three I would recommend and say watch one of these and start there. I dad out, of, out of the past. Just, yeah. Out of the past. I've seen Maltese Falcon. Out of the past is another good one. Yeah. Maltese Falcon I've seen. I've never seen uh the, You should see the original Maltese Falcon. It's clo because of the censorship. 
it's a lot racier and it's oh, really? closer yeah. to the character of Sam Spade. They had the kind of like castrate bogey. Huh. Uh, yeah. But bogey was great, uh, just as he was in The Big Sleep. Yeah. Huh. This is a, a movie yeah. everybody has to see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really did enjoy doing this review because it gave me a chance to watch it. I actually, for the first time ever for this review, I watched the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. And I've seen them all. Be, <laughs> be, I'd never watched the theatrical cut. Um, and, yes, there's a variety of differences. It's flatter. I will say that the final cut that was released in 98 is probably the best version of the film. Right. That's... Yeah, because you've got Orson. Orson was uh, an incredible artist, a great actor, great director. He was also a magician. And oh, really? he said becoming a movie director was like giving the greatest train set you could have. Well, the that, little boy that's where the him. idea huh. for F for Fake came from. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. His, him being a, a magician. Right. Oh. And it's like almost the, you can see that influence. And I'm sure lots, you know, people like David Lynch were influenced by him because it's almost like a dream that they're in. You know, it's like literally I, I, as I, I'm listening to your review because I was talking to you about grotesque and I realized, well, the Charlton Heston character is in a nightmare and Orson Welles was a genius is creating a literal nightmare, isn't he? Huh. So that answered yes, my is. question to you about the grotesqueness of like certain camera and angles. You see and throughout the film, Heston's yeah. character break. Yeah, he's you, great in it too. It, it, he is. He really is, and you see, you see him just gradually break down throughout the film, and it, and that's Wells. That's what he does. He drags that out, and he's he's just he is. In my opinion, I, I like the fact that he gets so much recognition now, but I only wish that when he was alive, he would have gotten that recognition. Well, because the, yeah. he truly deserved it. But, you know, because of the political thing, and uh, yep. Heston didn't go off into, you know, like the, yeah, where you get the re, your career retrospectives and everything. Because Heston went to, because Heston was a very intelligent man. And uh, he knew so much about film. You read his diaries, which he had many, like two or three books, at least two, about film and acting based on his diaries. And he went to Oxford. They wanted him to come to Oxford because he was a legend. I mean, because yeah. of what happened in the NRA, people kind of think, oh. forget that he was a really big star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not uh, the, 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 the exact top rank like a Cary Grant. You know, an A-lister yeah. uh, that was there. And he was a fine actor, too. Yeah. Who could, like, Will Penny. And what he wanted, people may, well, he won an Oscar for Ben-Hur. But he's very good in Ben-Hur. Yeah. Very good. I've seen that. Yeah. And, he's uh, excellent. Yeah. So the Oxford wanted to, him to hear about all the stories about Hollywood and all about film. And he starts lecturing them about how they need the they need a, a Second Amendment in, the, in, in oh, England. Really? Oh. That hasn't <laughs> got, oh. you know, gotten so ever. I mean, he came, that became the role he started playing. Melvin Douglas, who won two Oscars, was a, 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 a actor who, from the 30s into the 1980s, and won two Best Supporting Actor Oscars. Great friend of Ronald Reagan when they were both liberals. Yeah. His wife was Helen Gahan Douglas, who was beaten by Nixon for the Senate because she had been a congresswoman. 
former actress. And he always said that Ronald Reagan went from being a hemophiliac liberal to a conservative because when he hosted the GE Theater, the General Electric Theater, he went around America making speeches, you know, about, mm-hmm. about the greatness of capitalism and all this. And he says he started believing his role like many an actor does. Oh, interesting. And so Charlton huh. Heston, it, huh. you know, it's, it's a simple take on it, but yeah, yeah. Charlton Heston starts playing a role. Huh. And we have we had a president, uh, two presidents that were actors, basically, because a con man like uh, Donald Trump is an actor, a TV <laughs> actor. And interestingly, we have a guy, Ukraine, is an actor. Let's hope he does a good, brings home the Oscar himself. Yeah, you know? no kidding, huh? But the, Eric, that was a great review, and thanks me for helping understand the movie. Oh, no, I mean, look, I've always said these when I do these reviews, if one person gets exposed to a film and for the first time goes, sees it, and enjoys it, I'm happy with it. So the the, the support I get is just through the roof, and there have been weeks <laughs> where it's been a bit of a drag, but knowing that people enjoy it and the support I get for it just kind of makes it all worth it. Oh, yeah. You get a lot of uh, uh, compliments in the Facebook live chat. Mike Pelopita from uh, oh, absolutely. Queen City Cabinetry was uh, commenting on, uh, you know, it's another home run. And uh, we should remind people, too, of course, uh, at PilchersPoint.com, uh, you've got a new article up that uh, really ties in with your film review this week. Yes, it does. It's about film noir and why we need it in society and what it what purpose it serves. Beats black and why black it's successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it the website's been fun. Um. I've enjoyed doing it, and I really do enjoy doing the film reviews, and enjoy being on We Pick Your President TV. Well, yeah. I, I like to say WPYP TV. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, WPYP uh, TV. Eric Kyle Clayton, was on WPYP uh, this week. In a train wreck, kind of steered by, you know, was it, <laughs> when we were kids, you said Casey Jones was an engineer <laughs> with a bottle of beer. Well, our engineer on the, that hijacked the show was our dear Gonzo, so maybe he won't be on this. But Kyle Clayton wants to talk about Pauly Shore movies. Oh. Uh, would you be up for such an assignment, or would you consider uh, suicide a viable option? Uh, just <laughs> for the unforgettable TV aspect that it will bring, why not? Okay. Well, very we'll good. schedule it. Maybe next week I'll, I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. shoot me a text. Uh, yeah, I'll be in. Um, I'll watch In the Army Now and oh, Pino Man. Don't forget the Biodome. Bio <laughs> yep. We're just one. We're one fail swoop away from Freddie Got Fingered being reviewed. Ooh, so, okay. At that point, we're going to have to determine who is the Lawrence Olivier of slacker films. Ooh, we'll figure that because, like, they always said Billy Bob uh, Thornton was the Lawrence Olivier of redneck actors. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, the, the, that's a tough one. There's so many great choices. I got to go with Adam Sandler. Well, oh, well, oh. he's from Manchester, so Manche- you better be careful. Manchester Zone, yes. We'll have you on the, the next Wednesday, then. 
All right, sounds good. Uh, let me know. And again, thanks for the great feedback, everyone. And I'm glad you everyone enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Eric. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. Yep. Have a good weekend, everyone. Be safe. All right. You too. Bye bye. All right, the great Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, Jenny posted in the chat room, too, of course, a link to pilcherspoint.com, his great new website. By the way, we are uh, going uh, right up to 6 p.m. today. Uh, Rob Azevedo is not going to be. He's got a situation he's dealing with, uh, so he won't be here. So uh, tonight's uh, uh, Granite State of Mind will be a rebroadcast. So we'll be going right up to 6, and then uh, you'll hear a replay of Granite State of Mind. And then, of course, tonight, Retro Spectrum Radio from 7.30 to 10 p.m. with Paul E.C., myself, DJ Steve, and, of course, Dan Randlett. So, Matt, does that mean now we tackle the Budapest Agreement? Yes, please. Well, the Soviet Union collapsed, but the, the when the presidents of Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine had a meeting with Gorbachev, who was the president of the Soviet Union, and the chairman of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. And they decided to secede from the Soviet Union, kind of the Carla Garrickys and Dave Ridley's of the Soviet Union, who, you know, Carla Garricky and David Ridley being New Hampshire secessionists. And, of course, the New Hampshire secession vote failed. Uh, eight, what was it, uh, 372 to 18 or whatever. <laughs> I think it was 19. I think they got 19 votes. <laughs> well, one of the things, what do you do with the nuclear weapons? As the, common, as the Soviet Union was collapsing, there were quite a few nuclear weapons in uh, the Ukraine and some in Kazakhstan. And there were none in Belarus, which is white Russia. That's the border between Russia and Poland, created when the Soviet Union decided to gobble up part of Poland. You know, the Soviet Union, along with Hitler, invaded and divided Poland. Mm -hmm. And because the Red Army basically won the war in the West with the aid of the United States through men least, we gave them the ability to lose, you know, 25 million uh, Soviets died, military by 8 million, and incredible bloodbath uh, civilians. To, to what the Shoah, the European, the destruction of European Jewry, the Shoah we call the Holocaust, is to Jewish people, World War II, the Great Patriotic War, is to Russians, believe me, to this day, and... It's a real thing because of the memories, and Putin plays on it. Because mm -hmm. you remember, you remember every everybody remembers what happened. Yeah, it was their Holocaust in a way. It also was in Ukraine. Ukraine bore the brunt of it, and there's a lot of bad blood between the two countries. Because when Hitler invaded Ukraine, you, a lot of the Ukrainians welcomed him because Stalin was Hitler's double. And they had gone through their own Holocaust where because of the collectivization of farming and the destruction of the wealthier peasants, the kulaks, they had a they had a famine like the Irish potato famine where yeah. people were just left to die and people were eating human flesh to survive. So they had no love for uh, Stalin and mm -hmm. the Soviet Union. And in Western Ukraine, which was part of Poland, 
Now, these are parts that shifted between empires. Ste there, Stepan Bandera is one of the heroes, and he was uh, anti-Semitic, pro-Nazi, so bad that even Hitler disliked him and threw him in Auschwitz, but he didn't die in Auschwitz, but, uh, and he had committed war crimes. It's a very complex thing. Ukraine, at, at the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the creation of the Commonwealth of Independent States, which I don't think no longer exists, uh, which was headed still by Gorbachev, would have been the third-ranking nuclear power. The only thing is, none of their nuclear weapons were operational. The codes, I've heard their detonators were already taken out. Really? But that doesn't mean all of them were. Yeah. But the codes were all controlled, and the command system was all controlled by Russia. Oh. So they could not use them. Kazakhstan, they'll say, gave up its, its nuke. Kazakhstan and Belarus were the other two parties agreeing to Budapest. Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Belarus. I think the UK was a signatory, the United Kingdom, and the United States. The United States gave an, uh, the assurance that uh, if any of these countries went after the other, they would they gave them an assurance that they would aid them. Okay. But it's an assurance. There's, yeah. there's the, the word in Russian is guarantee, but it, it, they don't have the subtlety. It's just like in 2013, China gave, which is a nuclear power, gave an assurance to Ukraine okay. that about that they would help defend them. But the other thing, is it a guarantee or an assurance? Because we have guaranteed uh, Japan and South Korea, they're in their nuclear umbrella. Yeah. So are NATO countries that will go for nuclear war. Well, also, so the word assurance, uh, like is, you is say. Is less than a guarantee. Right. But also, too, an assurance to, to, to aid them or to defend them, that that's not clearly defined either, right? What what right. what it, does aid or defend mean necessarily? Right. And that was spelled out. That's understood. That, that subtlety isn't in the Ukrainian or Russian languages. The point is Ukraine wanted to keep its weapons. It wanted to keep its nukes. Okay. But the START Treaty, ever since John F. Kennedy wanted to get rid, you know, offered to get rid of all nukes, but the Soviet Union, Khrushchev wouldn't agree to it because he didn't want to know that they didn't have that many. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Ukraine wanted to keep it because it wasn't foolish about what Russia would represent to them. Yeah. But the point is, they had no operational control over them. Also, they hmm. had obsolescent weapons. Remember the Jupiter missiles mm -hmm. in, in Turkey yep. that JFK traded off with Khrushchev over Cuba to, so Khrushchev could save face. Yeah. They were obsolescent. Those were they, were they were scheduled to be dismantled anyway, right? They were obsolete. Yeah, they were obsolescent. Yeah. Yeah. There was no guarantee that even if they could develop their own command system and probably detonators, they could ever use these weapons. Yeah, but they did not. They really didn't want to give them up. I think it took uh, Clinton to go to Kiev, Kiev, uh, and say this will be impact Ukraine, U.S. Russia. You've got to give them up because remember, we had lived my entire life. Uh, and I had actually in the army dealt with it under the threat of nuclear war, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it was a, to get rid of that burden, mm -hmm. the, the psychology oh, yeah. would have been, because Eric's talking about film noir. Film noir 
uh, flourished during the 40s and 50s when you had uh, the threat of war, of nuclear war, of McCarthyism and all that. Those type of, th- you know, those mm-hmm. grotesque and stories, detective stories and that is when people have such high anxiety. You know, art helps them deal with that. Right. But and to you, distract. Right. Ukraine did not want to give them up. So... As, as the START Treaty, there was the destruction of missiles. I know of people that were in Ukraine, and they destroyed the missiles, and the uranium was taken and sold. Some went to U.S. nuke plants and other nuke plants. But the interesting thing about that is I wasn't part of the team or anything. The United States was involved. I'm sure Russia was involved. Putin's now saying they still have nukes. He's probably, you know. We created fictions of what right. you pointed out, me, uh, weapons of mass destruction right. to violate international law to invade Iraq. He's claiming they have nukes. He's claiming they have Bio chemical, weapons, like chemical weapons. That are being yeah. made by the U.S. Right, you know? right, yeah, yeah. But we've heard it all before. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, true. We're, but uh, right. this is Russia, who is our traditional enemy, and uh, which I actually was tasked with defending the United States against yeah. by my unit. But... Uh, so Ukraine technically was never uh, a nuclear power in the sense that they could use them. Yeah. Now, there, when I used to write about economics, there was the great rumor uh, that Iran bought 10 nuclear warheads from Kazakhstan. And uh, 10 would be one MIRV. A mul- you know, it's a multiple reentry vehicle. You know, one missile has 10 warheads that fan out. I mean, the amount of destruction of the world, of just even at the time of mm-hmm. like the START Treaty, how many times over could you have destroyed the world? Yeah. And even now, if they've cut them way back, you could still destroy the world yep. so many times over. Yeah. I remember they used to have TV movies during the Reagan oh, era because yeah. Reagan was somebody like Jimmy Carter said that we're afraid to have the, the his I finger remember. on yeah. the uh, the nuclear fo- you know that on the trigger. I remember when I was and a kid that. watching the day after. Oh right, and the day after, Jason yep. Robar yep. you know wins an Emmy award, and Jane Alexander. Yeah, and uh, and there's even a disclaimer at the end of the film that says if this were to actually happen, it would be much worse than what's depicted it, here. It, it would have been, and then the whole <laughs> yeah. thing about nuclear winter. But uh, if you you know, the idea was they actually paid Ukraine to give up. The weapons and Russia didn't want that in the treaties because it said it didn't want to have to pay Belarus and Kazakhstan because uh, yeah. they were hardly. And uh, the point, you know, I could never understand as somebody who studied the Soviet Union and Russia, I'd be for over 40 years, how Russia would let Ukraine go. Yeah. But, uh, well, the, apparently, but the Soviet Union collapsed. Apparently you're not the only one. And the Belarus, <laughs> you know, Belarus, both Ukraine and Belarus are called, what are called failed states. Mm-hmm. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world, uh, uh, corrupt country, third most corrupt country in Europe. Can't keep a government for very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the guy who's in now, Z, who I played on the Matt Connerton show to your Trump. Yes. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, it's like, Probably the first person that actually a democratic sentiment. Yeah. Elect them. But this was a TV actor. You know, we'd like to say we our democracy is above that electing TV actors, but that's what I consider Ronald Reagan because he was on Death Valley days. But the United States never uh, 
would never, nobody would ever make a guarantee to go to war or use nukes over Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, it would just be. Well, even Gorbachev has said that that's. Uh, never at that not, time. Would not, think about uh, that. not accurate the way that's been characterized. And it wasn't until 1998 that the United States decided to expand NATO and piss away the peace dividend because of Madeleine Albright and all the, the reactionaries. They were furloughing soldiers and Marines and sailors at 15 years. You could retire with a 40% pension. People were, oh, my God. Remember the Soviet Union collapsing? Friend? Oh, well, there goes my career. <laughs> and because there were people that would go into the FBI and other stuff about it. I'm not saying that as a, you know, I'm just saying that's just an anecdote. Yeah. But, you know, we were supposed to get a real peace benefit out of this. Mm -hmm. But when the United States decided to expand NATO, you have to remember it was in the context, the European Union, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, decided it was going to have a European rapid defense force and take over its own defense policy, which meant it would take over its own diplomacy, mm -hmm. which right now the United States is still dictating it. Yeah. We, uh, but that fell by the way. And then the EU starts rapidly expand, over expanding itself. And the, this is an E, and so all of a sudden the EU and the United States, are in a war on about how to gobble up Eastern Europe. And remember that uh, France expelled the amb our ambassador to fr France, Clinton's ambassador, Pamela Churchill, because she was they were the head of a spying unit on them. They were spying on the French, and they busted it out. <laughs> they have their own intelligence people. So basically, the European force goes to hell. We're in cost of well, the United States is going to, you know, we're all, how many $20 trillion in debt? We're going to have a trillion dollar defense budget. S defend everybody, be the cop of everybody. Yep. Then we can dictate the foreign policy. But, you know, I don't like Trump. I think he's an abomination, but I was thought he was right a lot about NATO. They do freeload on the United States. But then again, when you have a multipolar world, mm -hmm. it's more dangerous. But last thing, yeah, George almost, Cannon, uh, who in 1946 wrote the original memo from the CIA, you know, for the National Security uh, uh, Complex uh, Council for Harry Truman, how to contain Russia. He's an old man. They they told him they're going to expand NATO into Poland. He said that would be a tragedy because mm -hmm. you would be you're invading the, the defensive posture of of Russia and oh, once you go to Ukraine it's caused this belly an act of war just think just Cuba JFK mm -hmm. putting missiles in Cuba is an act of war well we uh but didn't happen let's hope it never happens let's hope right. Putin the Russians just have their own uh what color rev red revolution yeah yeah whatever pink whatever <laughs> all right john thank you so much always thank learn you. a lot from you uh thanks everybody thank you again to eric pilcher for another great uh classic film review we are out of time don't forget please uh the hopnots got live music tonight go get some pretzels enjoy some beer uh and of course uh, don't forget uh tonight 7 30 p.m right here on WMNH, it is Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. And I'll be on as well, along with our friends San Ranlet and DJ Steve. And if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Hey, I give a shout-out to Claudia and Debbie. Okay, very yeah. good. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Talk to y'all uh, at 7.30. Bye.
Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.